Welcome to the Wounded Healers Podcast. I'm Janessa. And I'm Amy. We were brought together by our shared wound of an autoimmune condition in our early 20s. This is a place where we explore our wounds with our listeners and guests who recognize the challenges of being human in hopes of helping all of us let, let the, the light, light in. in. Hey, Amy. Hi, Janessa. How are you? Good. I'm not sick anymore, so I'm happy to be here. Today's yeah. episode is really exciting for me. We actually have a guest on today, Edlyn Duran. Edlyn, you can say hi. Hi, everyone. This is Edlyn. Yay. So we have a really fun topic today, but before we get to it, and before I even tell you what it is, I'm going to leave you in suspense, <laughs> but you probably know it from the title. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can yeah so, <laughs> so if you read that, no suspense, but we're first going to start with a hot or not topic. Um, mm-hmm. Amy and I started this last week and Amy, do you want to tell them what our topic is? Yes, our hot or not discussion this week is being a wedding guest or maybe being a wedding guest, but maybe specifically being a plus one at a wedding, because I feel like when you're a guest, you're a little bit more having a good time. When you're a plus one, it can be a little bit of a drain. I was at a wedding yesterday and I, I hope, the, I mean, I know the people whose wedding it was are not going to listen to this, so they're not going to be offended. It was, a, it was a stunning, stunning wedding. It was absolutely gorgeous, but so tiring because I went with my partner and knew no one. He didn't really know too many people either. He was a friend of the groom. Um, but they were quite, they were like a singular friendship rather than a big group friend. Um, so yeah, we were mingling, we were working really hard to get our way into the groups, you know, like standing behind people, the amount of compliments I was giving out as a conversation starter. Like I complimented everyone there, like, oh, I love your this. Yes. <laughs> Just creeping up to people, giving them compliments. Um, so yeah, it was you know, fun in loads of ways and a beautiful day, but so tiring. So yeah, I thought it would make a fun hot or not topic today, Mm. being a plus one at a wedding. What do you guys think? Yeah. Um, Okay. So I haven't, I've only been a plus one once to a wedding with Zach and most of the weddings I've gone to are people like I've known, it's family, but um, I was plus one and it was for one of his best friend's weddings, Reese. And so I kind of knew the group from college. So it was still kind of funny because he keeps in touch with them more than I do. So I didn't really know kind of the catch up of how everyone was doing. So there was some awkwardness there for a couple of seconds, but then it was like, (laughs) then it was okay for me. Um, However, that wedding, their wedding coordinator had, uh, she had an agenda to get everyone on that damn dance floor. So Mm -hmm. she was like, everybody stand up, like at the reception. Everyone stood up. She's like, now go dance. And it was just like, all right. So yeah. So I've never seen a wedding coordinator get everybody to dance. Um, so good for her. But yeah, I was like, I felt like (laughs) totally duped. I was like, oh wait, I just stood up for what? Now I gotta go dance. Like, (laughs) yeah, no, it was great though. But it is exhausting. Weddings Mm -hmm. are like emotional. They're exciting. Also, you're kind of just like, if you're me, you're kind of like, is some shit going to pop off here? There's just too many people who know too much shit all together. So you never know. I recently went to a wedding two months ago. Mm-hmm. So my partner um, was born in Washington, the state of Washington in the U.S. And half of his family lives over there. And I was pretty nervous. After four years and a half, I still haven't met that side of the family. And it was just interesting because I felt nervous. It felt like I was starting over and I was excited and we we got there and then I was extremely nervous. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they definitely made me feel so welcomed. Um, A lot of people, I felt like I was shaking so many hands. Um, (laughs) Everyone's like, oh, you're part of the family already. It's cool. I'm like, okay. So day of wedding, it was a little nerve wracking, Mm -hmm. but they were like, okay, we're all going to eat tacos. Like that's the food. And I don't eat meat. And I guess oh. in Mexican culture, that's the big no-no. Like, it's very strange. So they were like, what are you going to eat? Like, what can we give you? But luckily, they had uh, nachos. I just, like, ate a bunch of nachos. And everyone was very worried that I was going to be starving. And um, later throughout the night, um, traditionally, everyone just walks around with, like, tequila bottles. 
Uh, so we're passing around tequila bottles and my boyfriend's mother is like, make sure you're eating. So I like go into this person's kitchen, like the guests, and I'm like eating bananas and oranges. <laughs> and one of my <laughs> boyfriend's cousins that I just met was like, oh my gosh, you must be so drunk. You're eating a banana. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't eat meat. Like I'm trying to keep eating. And then she, I didn't mean to make her feel bad, but she was like, oh, and she was like helping me find more fruit. And she like gave oh. me an avocado and it was really sweet. <laughs> So that was my experience was everyone was really caring to make sure I was comfortable and I had something to um, eat. And that was oh my very gosh. nice. Yeah. Nice. That's hot. That's hot. That's, that's hot. That's a hot experience. Yes. Hot experience. <laughs> yes. Amy, what would you compare yours? Was yours hot or not? Like it's, it's always going to be hot. Ultimately, it's there. There are, you know, days of celebrating people's love and everyone's looking gorge and it is ultimately hot, but it's, it's not, it's not like an, a hundred on the hot scale for me. Yeah. It's like, it's a, like a lukewarm kind of maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a lukewarm. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you on that one, Amy. I, that sums up our hot or not slash lukewarm now. Um, <laughs> But our topic today, the suspense is over, unless you already read the title, good for you. It's going to be rock climbing and specifically rock climbing with rheumatoid arthritis and talking about partnerships with rock climbing, specifically Mm -hmm. your rock climbing partner. Um, So that is why Edlin is here. Edlin is my go-to rock climbing partner. My husband climbs, but he also has a lot of other hobbies, and I don't. So <laughs> Edlin's my go-to. Edlin, I see Edlin so many times a week because, one, we work together, so she's an awesome coworker. And then, two, we get to hang out pretty much three to four nights a week climbing and get to really know each other on that level. So I'm so excited you're here. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Um I definitely agree. We see each other a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny at work when people are like, oh, you guys did this. I'm like, yeah, and tomorrow we're going to just keep it going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, when you guys told me you did it four or five times a week, I was blown away. Like, I can't even comprehend being so committed to something that I do it that many times a week. It's very impressive. It's very impressive. I can't take all the credit, though. Janessa did uh, help me get into it, so... Oh, did she? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm glad. I always thought of it more as a hobby. Like Mm -hmm. when you go bowling with friends or an arcade, Mm -hmm. oh, you go rock climbing. And she was like, no, it's a whole gym culture sport. And she took me to the gym and I was like, oh my God, beautiful people walking around. Um, Just, you know, just cut and bolt. And it was just great. Um, But all shapes and sizes, it's great. Um, I don't know. I felt definitely just walking mm-hmm. in the mix of people's is welcoming, and Janessa definitely made sure I was comfortable. So that was great yeah. too. Oh, yeah, wow. she's good like that. I will say this too to add on to the people in the gym: if you're single, become a rock climber. Like you will see the hottest of of the hots in the rock climbing <laughs> gym. I'm sorry, but just shout out. <laughs> if I do see some myself, no. But yeah, but yeah. I guess to, you know, hone in more on on the topic of RA yeah. with rock climbing, I want to give you guys a brief background about kind of the limitations that I work with and um, have adapted to working with. So we haven't done a episode dedicated yet to our surgeries, but Amy and I do have that in the future coming. So this is why I'm going to keep it so short, but What you need to know for this episode is that the rheumatoid arthritis that I have is fairly aggressive. And so within two years, I lost full mobility in my elbow. So the range of motion was not available to me. And what ended up happening, the kind of consequence of that was it turned into a need for a surgery to be able to even get a little bit of movement out of the right elbow. So I had an open synovectomy. And what they did is they cleaned it out and then they transferred my ulna nerve from the inside, um, kind of from like the inside of your wrist to the inside of your elbow. Imagine that. And they took the ulna nerve and transferred it to the right side, the outside of my elbow um, to avoid nerve damage or any um, potential like nerve irritation when my elbow would get really swollen. Um, So 
it was preemptive to do that. But in doing that, I knew going into that surgery, I wasn't going to have full mobility. That was not on the table, but I had the potential to gain a little bit back. So it was worth it to me. So I did gain a little bit back, which is really exciting. And we'll go into that more in the surgery episode. But what I have to work with still is that my right elbow does not fully open and it does not fully close. So it's almost stuck at like a 90 degree angle. (laughs) But I can hide this really well because when I'm walking, I just hold my other arm at the angle and I I really don't think people can tell. Like most people are like, I had no idea. (laughs) So... You know, yeah. yeah, I would say I was pretty surprised when you told me. And then um, sometimes at work, people will bring up um, rock climbing in you and I. And I always tell people, like, oh, she's absolutely incredible, inspiring because she doesn't have full full mobility in her arm. Like, what? What do you mean? Like, at her desk. And I'm like, no, if you see or ask her, she's totally open to it. And I don't know if anyone's come up to you about it. But um, mm-hmm. I'll tell people, like, yeah, you know, she has to modify some of her desk arrangements. That way it, it's not uncomfortable for you mm-hmm. so That's but you smart. definitely can't tell unless you're like raise your hands and you're like Woo. and then I'm like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes oh. uh, but that's kind of that's what I'm working with and working through and Edlin's been really pivotal in the experience of me rock climbing and stepping into my own confidence and also having this beautiful trade-off of watching a friend, a coworker step into her own confidence in that area. So that's the background. But I also want to just state a fact real quick that 61.9 million people in the United States currently have a physical disability. So this does qualify technically as a physical disability, but that means Every one in four people is likely to have some kind of physical limitation that they're dealing with. And I think it's important to hear that number because it means you're not alone. It's so easy to think you're alone um, and that no one can relate. And while it's true you are kind of solo in your own personal experience, it doesn't cut you off from the human experience of other people who are also going through those difficult things. So. I've met quite a few people along the way at our climbing gym mm-hmm. who also have like mobility issues and are like, oh, like, and we even had an experience with where one random guy um, yeah. gave me beta, which we'll go into what beta means in a moment, but it basically means feedback um, to extend my other arm out because he could see that my elbow wasn't going to open up that way. And a lot of people can't tell that unless they know. Yeah, I would definitely say in the climbing culture, um, you know, people are, are will give you beta or feedback mm-hmm. on how to do something. And sometimes people can take it very well. Others don't. But I will say this was the first person that noticed Janessa climbing, went over and talked to Zach and I, Janessa's husband, and was like, she doesn't have full reach on her right arm. And I was like, no, she doesn't. And he goes, oh, okay, how about she does this? And then um, we're like, oh, yeah, maybe tell her. And he went up to her and told her, you know, do this, this, and that. And I remember after Janessa climbed it, she was able to finish and also thank that guy for just literally paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I thought that was really cool. One person so far. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's, it was still really nice because we still see him at the gym. Yeah. And, you know, we'll cheer him on every now and then. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice. And so to even go back even further from more contextual, contextual, wow, let's keep that one. That sounded real weird. Contextual background. <laughs> Sorry, the way it rolled out was like, and I was like, oh no. So anyway, for more context, um, why did I get into rock climbing? I want to talk about that for a second because I have rheumatoid arthritis and it almost feels like why the heck would you do something so demanding of your body and joints when your body and joints aren't that amazing in the first place? Um, so what really inspired me, what really set off and ignited my experience was um, I watched The Alpinist and it was so moving to me. It's a documentary on Mark andre Leclerc and he was an extraordinary climber and um, alpinist. And um, he just had such a beautiful spirit, like a zest for adventure is what I felt when I was watching it. And he just had this kind of internal glow of kindness from him and the other people in the documentary. And 
the thing I really loved was this determination to build connection with not only himself, um, like his really inner soul self, but also build a connection to the world around him via taking care of the environment, taking care of the rocks so that other people can have the experience of coming into that space and getting to know themselves without it being like deteriorated or anything. So I was very inspired. Um, if you watch it, have some tissues ready because unfortunately, Marc-Andre Leclerc has passed. He led a very beautiful life in the climbing community and I'm talking like I know him and I know I don't, but that's how vibrant he was. Like you can literally feel that through the documentary. You're like, wow, what a human being. So that kind of ignited it. That made me feel like, oh my gosh, like I need something in my life that ignites me because at that time I really didn't have it like I had things but they kind of doled out or they weren't serving me anymore and so that led me to climbing um and to give you a background I was so stoked and I was seeing this new rheumatologist for the first time and um he was awful um (laughs) to be really honest he was awful um But I told him, you know, he's asking about physical activity. And I said, I'm rock climbing. I just started rock climbing. And he just straight up like laughed. And I was like, you're what? And like, just like laughed. And he was like, "Um, that's interesting. I don't think you're going to be able to do that very long. Like, you know, with your elbow and your fingers. Because I have already my fingers too. So they don't grip down all the way. Um, and he was like, you're doing it with a rope, right? He said it like really condescendingly. And I was like, of course, I'm top roping. And he was like, good, because you don't want to go out and like free solo because you'll just fall right off, you know? And just, he was just, and I'm making him sound like a surfer or something, but he was an old man. Um, <laughs> but I just left that appointment amongst other things, which we'll go into in another episode. But I left that appointment feeling so defeated and so disempowered by the fact that a doctor had just told me that I couldn't do that. And something I want to recognize is my past self may have actually been like, I'm not going to do that. You know, I would have taken the prognosis, the general word of someone over my own gut intuition and knowing that I could do something. Mm -hmm. So I was proud to have moved past that. But what really helped me get over that is Zach was like, you don't need to see that doctor anymore. And I didn't. So thanks. And so every once in a while when I have a hard climb and I finish it, Edlin knows. But I don't want to say the doctor's name, but I, I always say, fuck you, doctor. And then okay. <laughs> and when I finish a climb. And it just feels really good. Nice. And I'm sure he's a good man. But um, he was not a good fit for <laughs> he me. He doesn't, doesn't sound like a good man. But no. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to say that about him. He wasn't, ni- he wasn't nice to you. You don't need to put that out there. See, I love that. Thank you. Permission, yeah. permission accepted. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was kind of wild. And so the first thing when I went to do an intro class, um, I told Zach, I was like, I have this dream. I'm going to rock climb. And he kind of was like, I love you. I believe in you, but you know, that's going to be really hard for you. And I was like, yeah. yep, I know. And he was like, all right, when are we starting? Like that's, that's Zach's attitude, yeah. you know? And so, um, we went and got memberships shortly after and we did an intro to rope climbing class and I was so fucking nervous. I was so nervous. Um, and I constantly had to tell people like, okay, this was going on my elbow. And I was so worried that they wouldn't understand, but people were actually extremely kind and extremely embracing of that. And also very encouraging, like good for you for being here and, you know, giving this a go. And so I, I wanted to reflect too on Edlin starting because I so I quickly realized I need a girlfriend like I need a girl to go climbing with like I love my husband I love Zach but there's nothing like having a close girl that you or whatever gender you are just a close friendship and so I had Edlin come out and I had an ulterior motive to make her fall in love with climbing (laughs) and it worked and (laughs) yeah so yeah tell us about what did you think when I first brought you climbing what were your thoughts um, I think I mentioned it earlier. Like, I took mm-hmm. it as an activity. Mm-hmm. And that's when you're like, no, no, no. It's more than just that. It's more than just going with friends, and which is fine. You could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, okay. So I, I get there, and I just remember being blown away. I mean, Amy, you've been there. I just mm-hmm. couldn't believe this whole building was dedicated to just walls and climbing with rope, without rope, or take your own rope, lead for lead climbing. Mm-hmm. Um and it was very fun. And I felt so bad because I feel like we're using a lot of 
climber lingo, but like for belaying someone that's on the ground, they are hooked in on their harness and then the climber is tied in with rope and you're helping them ascend as they're going up. You're just tightening the rope. Um, and I couldn't do that for Janessa because I was not certified to do so. And she was just so patient and was like, climb that one, climb this one, do that one. And I'm like, let's go find someone for you. And that goes back to your RA, like um, not being comfortable with any person who can do that, who can cater or be patient. Um, and I had to learn that along the way, why going to a stranger wasn't always a good fit for her. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was fun. I had a really good time. And she's like, let's go another time. And then eventually I got my own membership. So it was it's fun. It's actually a big um, how do you say that? Like, it's a big part of my life now, like naming my partner now. He climbs and he loves it. And I didn't think he'd be into it because he's a soccer player or football player as you say. <laughs> so, but he loves it as well. He, he likes to keep himself busy and I'm glad, I'm glad you and I got there. It's not yeah. just for our friendship, but we can do this together and it's really, it's really great. Yeah. Oh. So what do you guys think? What is like the magic of rock climbing? Cause it sounds like everyone that goes loves it. So what do you think it is about it that, that gets everyone so deeply? Wow. I don't really have anything like with wisdom to say with that, I think is when I was younger, like 10 years ago, I would be able to just go to the gym, like today is arms, today is legs. Yep. And it got extremely boring for me. Uh, after COVID, I just couldn't do it anymore. I'm like, I don't know how I used to do this going rock climbing. I feel like I can forget all about that and leave that, I don't know, bodybuilding culture behind me and just me and the wall. And it's good because I am someone that with my emotions, mm -hmm. if I'm sad, if I'm mad, I don't want to be there okay. with workouts. When it came to rock climbing, it doesn't matter what mood I am. I can leave that place in a better state of mind. And I think wow. that's the beauty for it. I just can forget mm -hmm. and just be one with the wall. Mm. damn that's good yes I need to try. <laughs> she's like I don't she's like I don't really have any wisdom and I, then just drop the wisdom <laughs> on us. yeah wow I I agree with Adlin totally and and in addition I would add that like there's that I think that component is pretty universal but of course personalized to each person um climbing while it's strenuous it is a interesting experience because it's not just physical and it's not just physically demanding, um, but it is mentally. It's really mm -hmm. the most mental workout I've ever had because you have to be able to be in a good place with your mind and your body. And not everyone is. I certainly am not all the time. But when you go on the wall, it demands of you some respect towards yourself and for the environment you're on and your climbing partner, meaning your climbing partner. And one of the most amazing things about them is like they are literally holding your life. Like if you you yeah. trust them with your life. And while there are devices in place in case something happens to them to help catch you, they really are the magic on the ground helping you. So there's these three aspects. There's one, the physical. Where am I going to put my feet next? Where are my hands going next? And that leaks into slash bleeds into the mental aspect of is that a good spot for me to put my foot how will I move my arm this way to support myself and then there's always the fear the fear is you will sometimes know when you're gonna fall and and a lot like life there's times where you know something's not gonna work out for you and there's two options in that moment you lean back on your rope and you communicate with your partner I'm gonna you know, I'm going to take, which means take a break. I'm going to sit back and figure it out and try again, or I'm going to try to make the move and I might fall. And that is the, one of the scariest things I've ever had to do is be like, I'm about to do something and I might just straight up fall. And of course the rope is there, but the sensation of falling is so unique. So all that to say, it's mental, it's physical, and it really you can't be anywhere but the present when you're climbing. Mm. There's nowhere else you could possibly be because you, your body is yeah honed in. Yeah, yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah, so there's that, and then um, 
Also, I wanted to add, though, that Edlin has brought, like, a lot of play and enjoyment into rock climbing. So it's not always just serious. Like, while you are present, like, we joke around a lot. And, like, oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, <laughs> I'm you know. very not serious. <laughs> so it's nice. It's nice, though. And, like, one thing that the moment I knew I was going to get along with Edlin was at work. And I was newer to the job. And I was just taking things so seriously and I was being so self-critical and I was like, gosh, Janessa, like you can't say this or like, what did they think of me? Like, blah, blah, blah. And Edlyn just walked by my cube and in the most joking manner, she just put her middle finger up and was like, what's up? And like walked by and I was like, oh my God. And like, it just like shook me because I was like, oh my gosh, that's like humor. Like I hadn't seen humor in a little while in the office and I was so nervous and that like loosened me up a bit to be like oh okay like (laughs) I don't have to be so like uptight all the time here um Mm -hmm. but it made me laugh too because it was like I I just hadn't experienced someone joking around in that way a long time but I was literally like I'm gonna be friends with her it it made me feel good to not have to be so serious all the time uh it's funny too because you also witnessed me joking to someone else uh there was uh, a man that was I guess not in that department and was visiting our office. And I didn't realize I was in front of Janessa's queue, but he came and was, excuse me, uh, where can I find the restroom? And I said it very serious. I was like, I'm, we don't have one. He oh. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm so sorry. And I can see that I really reached into him. And I was like, I'm just kidding. It's just down the corner. And then <laughs> turned around. I was like, ha ha. And Janessa comes out. She's like crying, laughing. She's like, why did you do that to him? She's like, you said that was such, like, what you call it, deadpan? You're so deadpan. Yeah. It was so good. It sounded so serious. It's like, where's the restroom? Oh, we don't have one. And you know the shock of the man who's like, how can you have this huge ass yeah. office? No bathroom. And then it's like, mm-hmm. just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he, he. Um, but it was good that Janessa can see. Like, I just, that's just how I am. Not everyone takes it well. I get that. But she took it extremely well. And now we do it to each other. Yes. Nice. There are no bathrooms here. (laughs) Yes. But um, yeah, I know. So I always have admired that aspect of climbing with Edlin that not only can we be able, not only can we be able, not only can we be serious and focused and determined, but we also know how to switch into a playful mode to make it fun if we don't want to be too serious to make this sport slash you know lifestyle not feel fun anymore for us so that's like a balance it's definitely a balance yeah um but I was gonna ask so Amy you've been climbing with us now and I wanted to ask you what a what was your experience in terms of like so having a belayer, having a climbing partner, mm-hmm. like you are putting your trust in them. And I had the beautiful experience of being able to belay you and you put your trust in me to do that. And that felt like really amazing. So I wanted to know how was uh, your experience when you came climbing with us? Like, what were your thoughts? Yeah. So w- when you was talking earlier about like the vibe of the people in the gym, like they definitely there was that like they were like really beautiful but like in a way of like strength and community like way more Mm. talking about bodybuilding not that I ever even slightly did any level of bodybuilding but going to like traditional gyms Mm -hmm. it is literally like polar opposite to a climbing gym in terms of like the people there and the spirit of what they're doing so yeah I loved that vibe I found it really scary I, <laughs> the actual climbing like I just found it really scary I think I do like get a bit of vertigo I'm like scared of heights um so yeah and it did really hurt my hands so <laughs> I think those two things for me probably like outweighed the excitement of it but it was really exciting I completely understand like the being in the present moment looking at something and figure it's kind of like you're kind of like doing puzzles almost like where am I gonna like put my hands etc 
completely understand that and yeah the appeal was there but in a classic me way I was just like looking in the shop while you guys were still climbing and I was just like that's a cute fleece I'm just like what's this brand like obviously only the brand that the climbing people have so yeah the aesthetic loved um the actual act of doing it but I'm also I'm I don't like a challenge like, you know, like if I find something hard, I just like quit. <laughs> I will quit. <laughs> I'm like, I hate it. I'm stopping, even if it's just because I find it hard. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah, the elements of what you're saying are really resonating from my experience. Um, and yeah, I also hadn't, when you were just talking about how you're putting your trust in people, my brain just went to like, that's so true because your friend who was lovely. Gabby yeah um she also hi Gabby she also belayed me and I'm like that's really crazy because like I obviously know you but I didn't really know her from Alec obviously she had your endorsement but like I'd known her for like I'd said like she was like do you want me to do this for you and I was just like okay and went up but um yeah I was thinking people aren't just gonna like drop you in a gym are they (laughs) they're not just gonna be like see ya (laughs) yep yeah no I mean there's definitely like there are dangers I mean you sign a waiver when you go in but yeah yeah no 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 one should be doing that because everyone there is intentional about their climbing and and there's a reason you have to be certified to do you know um that aspect of climbing which is belaying yeah um so yeah, no, I don't think it's not normal unless you're lead climbing. If you're a lead climber, that's awesome. That is hot. That's cool. We're trying. Um, <laughs> a different form of climbing. Um, there's many different forms, but that one means that you do have a blair, but you are responsible for how far you fall because you're clipping into parts of the rock or the features. Um, so if you miss a clip, you will fall the five feet that you missed clipping into or farther. Mm. Um which is called a whipper. Um, so yeah, that's kind of intense to see in the gym. Sometimes Adlin's like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, we definitely will point those out. Yeah. Um, I do want to go back to what you said, Amy, about challenges. You did challenge yourself because um, Edward had gone up, not all the, uh, all the way. And you were like, hell no, I'm yeah. going and going to finish <laughs> that climb too. And I thought like, hell yeah, go for her. Like she got the little climber bite in her to go finish yeah. and send it yeah. that's true that's so true thank you for reminding me of that because I had forgotten but yeah no I did get a little competitive with yes. him but I was like only because we're going to come home and he's going to tell everyone that he got to the top and I was like I just couldn't <laughs> couldn't let him do that and not also be able to say that um but yeah no I do completely understand that and then did feel a great amount of satisfaction at the top Heck yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> So if you are an adaptive climber or somebody who's going to need to become more adaptive, if you have an injury, um, something I would say around beta is that, you know, it's going to, the beta I would give is like, to be honest, there are going to be things that you may not be able to finish. And because of whatever ailment or physical thing you're going through, you might have to come to terms with what that means for you as a person and as a climber to not be able to make it up certain routes. And for me, that's been a point of contingency because I go back and forth with being good and not good at accepting that there are routes I can and cannot physically make it up with my elbow. Um, So yeah, Edlin's seen that too. Like We had a time where we went climbing and there were some friends who were really wonderful climbers but I just was not having a good body day like my RA was like really hurting like I wasn't in a full flare-up but I was just really stiff and like my climbing just was not on par and I just remember feeling so angry with myself and like I remember being scared to tell Edlin that but I like did in the locker room I was like I'm just so mad because I I know I can do it it's just like today my RA is really like, I feel it everywhere. And like, it's really hard to move past that right now. So yeah, but I want to also say that, you know, even if you don't have an ailment, or even if you're not adaptive climbing, people who are still fully abled have routes that they also cannot make it up at that time. And that's okay. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, there's routes that I avoid because of the different holds that they have or what that might do. Even, I don't really want to say able. I feel that's mean to say, but there are some routes like with my back, I don't want to even attempt it or I'll mm-hmm. try to attempt it. I'm like, nope, I'm good. And then Janessa, same thing. Like it will be reversed. She goes, you sure? Maybe if you do like that, I'm like, Mm-mm. I don't, I really just don't want to. And I think that's great. And Beautiful mm-hmm. is the word I have to express what, we, what you and I have, where we're able to have those boundaries with each other. We just won't push. She'll tell me the same thing. Nope, I'm good. And I'll tell her, nope, I'm right. I'm okay with passing on this one. I'll wait until they reroute it mm-hmm. <laughs> to something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. This really will have bonded you guys a lot, I think, because that's like mm-hmm. a real knowing like how to read a person and when to push them and when to not is something that some people cannot build that skill for their entire like partnership of marriage you know yeah. so yeah like it's really impressive that you guys are there with each other and for each other in that way thank I you I feel Amy. blessed <laughs> yeah and um yeah it's kind of wild and like another thing to like be honest with you all about my experience of having RA and climbing is that like my biggest two my two biggest fears of having RA and climbing is one um when I'm climbing and if there isn't enough tension or if I do choose to sport climb or lead climb, which is you clip yourself in and you potentially could have these big falls, if I don't let go of the hold with my right arm before the rest of my body starts slipping off like my feet, I am really afraid of breaking my elbow um, slash like doing damage to the nerve that was transferred to the other side of my arm because that is a possibility and so Mm. that was something I was warned about like by that awful (laughs) rheumatologist so like it kind of just like put the fear in me so each time I climb I just have to really move with that fear I'm honestly can't move past it I have a spicy question go for it and I (laughs) Because there are some people that would say, why do you do this? Like if Mm -hmm. you potentially run those risks or if your joints are already degenerating in the way that they Mm -hmm. are, why are you potentially making it worse? Like why? Why is it worth it to you, I guess? No, that is such a valid question. I'm sure people listening are like, the fuck? And so, (laughs) no, like really what it is to me is that I have this very deep realization of how finite my life is. And I have a very deep realization that nothing is guaranteed because I did not expect to lose full mobility in my elbow at such a young age. I lost it at like 23. Mm. And I didn't expect for my body to ter- to start deteriorating at such a young age and to have a very grim prognosis for my future. So I now I just feel that if I want to live, I need to live. And I didn't always want to live. And that's the mm-hmm. thing too. We talked about that in the mental health episode that like – I've been in really dark places before and especially around RA where I didn't think this wor- this life was worth anything anymore to me and that mm. it wasn't worth going on. And what climbing brings to me is it brings me this fresh new frontier of, of Janessa, of who I am. And while there are dangers, there's dangers in our everyday life. We run risks when we get in a car. We run risks when we, you know, are near someone who's sick and we get sick. You know, it just, life has so much beauty, but it also has the reality of that nothing is 100% guaranteed. And mm-hmm. so I I take that with climbing. Well, yeah, that is kind of like, why would you do that? The here, Here's the deeper why is that it makes me happy to be alive and I feel mm-hmm. alive when I climb and I feel present and I don't feel like I have RA. I just feel that RA is a part of my life, but it doesn't run the show anymore. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That was very therapeutic for me. Thanks for listening, guys. (laughs) Well said, friend. Yeah, really well said. Yeah. So that, you know, that's it. But those are like, those are the risks I do run. 
you know, mm. um, when I do that. And at this time, I will continue to assess those throughout my life. But at this time, I have gained so much from the experience of climbing um, that I, I cannot imagine my life without that aspect of it in it. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do want to give Janessa some credit here that she doesn't go climbing fearless or without care. She's definitely careful and is patient and will make sure she's not hurting herself. So for other RA friends out there, she is careful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, definitely. And it's it's interesting though because Edlin has also seen while I do have some composure at times and I think things through, feel things through on the wall. We just started um, bouldering. Edlin's been doing it for a while and that's different. That is a form of climbing without a rope, but the walls are smaller. Um, They're about, I think, 15 to maybe 20 feet at most. Um, But it does mean that when you're done, if you are climbing, you may fall onto these pads um, in the wild, in the wild outdoors, they're called crash pads. Indoors, there's just like foam type flooring. Um, I've always been afraid to do that because I was like, I will never do that because that risk is even greater for for the scenario I just talked about. But I've built a really beautiful connection with myself and understanding of my body. And while mistakes can happen, I really am uh, meditative when I climb. So I started bouldering. For like the very first time and Edlin has seen me almost cry. Um, we went outdoors <laughs> and I feel like we should tell people that because I think that was a humbling experience for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Was. Um, but I was there for you. We all were. Yeah. Thanks. So it was great. <laughs> and what happened is like, so Edlin went up this, um, so we were at Castle Rock State Park in California and it's beautiful there and there's great climbs. Um, we bought crash pads. We went out. Um, we were with Manny, Zach, and Manny's brother, Alex, and Evan gracefully climbed up this boulder, and I was like, that's rad, and then Zach went, and I was like, wow, I'm going to go, so I went, and I I think the front face of that boulder was like, do you think like 15 feet? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. I also want to mention is that she didn't see the end of when I got down. No. She just saw Zach and I go. She was like, okay, I want to do that, but she didn't see me struggle at the very end to get down Mm -hmm. and that's the weird thing too with bouldering is like not only are you going up without a rope but you're responsible for getting yourself down whereas top rope your belayer slowly or fast however you prefer will let you down because you're anchored up top and the rope is supporting you so it's a whole new aspect too so anyway i get up to the top and um panic settles in Janessa and I was just like oh my god I don't want to go back down the way I came up because it was pretty steep and wasn't the safest move but the other alternative was using the back side of the rock which had a beautiful like coast live oak there um and it kind of sloped down towards the ground so you would have to kind of take a little bit of a a little bit of a leap down so if y'all know me, you also know that I've had RA in my knees. And so that that hasn't been an issue in a really long time. But my thought, you know, I, I'm sitting there with these deep fears up there of, oh my gosh, I'm going to activate the RA in my knees and like in my toes and like I'm going to feel it. And I'm going to, my worst thought was I'm going to break my fucking ankles. And like, I oh. was so scared. So Edlin, was such a friend. Evan had just made it down and had her own terrifying experience on the yes. way down. So the oak tree, I actually was clinging onto it like a, like a little monkey. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And uh, my boyfriend's brother, Alex, was just like, I promise you it's two feet. I'm like, no, go get the crash pad. I don't want to hurt myself. And they're both like, dude, I promise you'll be fine. I'm like, bring me the freaking crash pad. So they bring it, bring it over. And like, I literally hopped down. I'm like, oh it's a lot it was it probably was like two feet and that's yeah that is the that it was just fear it was all fear Mm -hmm. so yeah I I sat up there and I 
looked at Edlin and I was like, girl, I can't. And she was like, I'm coming up to get you and show you. And I was like, no, you can't. Like, I'm going to kill you. Like, I'll knock you off this boulder. Like, I won't even mean to. I'm going to hurt you. I was just like, no. And then she just climbed up. She sat in front of me and was like, okay. She says, you're going to scoot, scoot. And it was like, I was on my butt. And she's like, scoot, scoot your butt. Put your feet here on the tree. And I was like, okay, scoot, scoot. Like, I I was about to cry. And it was very apparent. And um, so we had our whole group down there. And they're all, you know, really positively like, Janessa, it's going to be all right. Like, it's not that far. And, like, I don't know how to explain every fear that went through my head. But in that moment, I was like, Janessa, you have RA. What are you doing out here? Like, I literally – I let that soup in for a sec. And then I – looked Zach in the eyes like dead in the eyes in front of everyone I was like if you fucking drop me because he put his hands up I was like I'll never trust you again I was just so scared and saying such like stupid shit I just was scared I was pure fear and then I moved over and you even looked at me like I'm gonna fucking knock you out yeah I'm gonna take you off of this rock and I'm like Janessa you're gonna be okay but I think it's because we started slowly getting lower and lower on the rock and I think that's why your fear set in. It's just like, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to hurt Zach. And I'm just like, it's okay. And then I just kept, <laughs> we're laughing because she didn't know I was doing this, but I kept like moving her ankles down little by little, just like <laughs> tapping her foot because she was like in this zone talking to Zach. And I just like would move her feet just slowly, slowly down. And her, my boyfriend's brother noticed I was doing this and he would whisper, stop doing that. And I'm like, she's not even noticing. She's look, she's getting lower. <laughs> so. so all that to say, I had this deep moment of just like, all right, what's gonna happen is gonna happen. And it took me so long to reconcile that. And I couldn't really hold on any longer to this tree or the boulder. <laughs> and so I said, Oh my god, I let go. And my feet were on the ground in like two seconds. And it really was like three feet off the ground and the first thing you said was really I was like it was seriously that short it looked so much higher from above but one of the reasons I wanted to tell you all that is because this when you have RA things are scarier and when you have an ailment Mm. things are scarier and you do run higher risks and that will go through your mind but the prognosis like the generalization of our diagnoses And the generalization of what could happen to us, that doesn't mean it applies to you specifically. And so you read yourself and you you like dig deep with yourself and you ask yourself, am I really gonna end up the way my rheumatologist says? Or am I or am I choosing to try not to? Or am I choosing to not believe that? And in that is a very scary thing to have to address yourself. And I really felt like that was such a metaphor for me where I almost let that feeling of a prognosis win over me mentally. And when I got down, it was just a reminder that like, yes, it could have gone that way potentially, but I do know my body. And it was just solidifying. Like I'm doing this. I know my body and my fear is greater than um, than my reality sometimes. And I need to like put that in check and put my reality yeah. before my fears. Yeah, that's a beautiful metaphor as well for many scenarios that people who are chronically ill can find themselves in, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't be too afraid to let go if it's right. If you've got good friends there, that was the thing. I had really good support. So don't be afraid to let go. Take take the little leap, little leaps. So, yeah. But I did want to, you know, tie that into like going back to more of like a serious ness of it is like you know so talking about adaptive rock climbing I want to just mention some people so if you're in if you're listening to this and you're thinking Janessa you're one person that's good for you but I could never and you're looking for that inspiration I have some for you so there's James Cherie and in 2014 he was hit by a train while he was on his bike and this like resulted in an amputation of his right leg so he is a climber who climbs with a prosthetic leg and he is brilliant at what he does he is methodical and he's taken something that really tragically happened to him and he's turned it around to create value in the climbing community for other people who have gone through those types of tragedies and there's 
doesn't even stop there. There's also Paul Pichard, who's from the UK, Amy. I made sure to find a UK climber. Um, and he sustained like a really traumatic brain injury and is a, I hope I'm saying this right, hemiplegic, which I believe has to do with the brain. Um, and he continues to climb and he's a disability educator. So he helps people with physical and mental disabilities be able to climb within their capacity. There's also, to introduce a lady in here, there's Maureen Beck. And so Maureen was born without the lower left part of her arm. And she's won six national titles and has gold medals and is so amazing at what she does. And she cho- chooses to not be a source of quote like they call it inspiration porn but she's like don't tell me I'm inspiring because I'm just doing what I love and like that's it and it it's normal for me and so I love that aspect of her that she says if it's inspired to you if you have a disability I get it if you don't just see me as a climber don't even see me as a disabled climber and so I love Mm -hmm. that then there's also Tommy Caldwell, who's so famous in the climbing world. So if you're interested in climbing and or if you are in the climbing world, you're probably like, oh, Tommy Caldwell, what are you doing? But let's talk about it. So he was a world famous climber. And when he was younger, he was in Kyrgyzstan with a bunch of other climbers and was held hostage um, and was held hostage for up to like a week and saw people who were executed in front of him. So he had a lot of trauma. But then he came back to the U.S. once they were um, relieved and rescued. The, he, he came back to the U.S. and he lost his um, the pointer part of his finger um, on, I believe, his left hand doing uh, saw table work. And so when he went to the doctors, he was like, I'm a pro climber. Like, can you reattach this? And the doctor was like, no. And that doctor happened to know about climbing was a part of the community was like I don't think you're going to climb again like you probably just your career's done and that like ignited him to become an adaptive climber to work to make the right routes work for him in Yosemite still so there's so I could go on and on but those were the people I really wanted to point out and I wanted to point out that if you're looking for a specific place to go that talks about all the aids that are available to people whether or not you're um paraplegic or if you are blind or if you have any a variety of ailments there's a resource called paradox sports and they've been around since 2007 and they provide a space for climbers with disabilities a variety of them to have access to climbing as a sport so they come out to gyms and they route things for people who um, are missing limbs people who are blind Um, So they're making this so that people can experience what I talked about, like moving closer to themselves through this sport, which I think is amazing. Mm. So that was a lot to put out there. But what do you guys think? Because that feels amazing to me that all these people, despite despite these adversities they're going through, are not allowing that to stop them from doing something that makes them feel good, that makes them feel Mm. really alive. Yeah, phenomenal. I mean, I can't even comprehend climbing with one arm. Like how I don't even understand that as a concept because you can't grip with your toes. Like what does she do to move her (laughs) her arm? It's actually amazing. She has a lot of climbing videos. She tapes up the um, bottom of where your elbow joint would be. She tapes that up and she uses that in features of rocks. To push yourself up. Wow. Really amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Super badass. Yeah. I love the concept of like, I feel like kind of bringing what you were saying earlier around like, you know, you have to live. And I feel like it gives people this like extra fire. I feel like being set back, it gives people like extra drive to do extraordinary things. And I think that's a really wonderful thing about it. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. So I I think it's just so beautiful that like you can come to the wall to overcome your own limiting beliefs. Mm. You know, you if you choose to come mm. to the wall that way you can. Um and also just wanna say, like if you're someone who is facing adversity and you're like, I can't do this and you can't push through that right now and you can't turn that into inspiration or passion don't 
get down on yourself because I couldn't do that for a long time. It really took three years of having RA to finally dig that out of myself. And it's been, I mean, it's been more than three years, but it took three years of having RA to pose the question to myself, is this the life I want to have when I'm currently living? And um, that was really scary. And it wasn't, I didn't want that life anymore. I didn't want the way I thought of myself anymore. And so I did sit for three years with a lot of adversity and I couldn't, I couldn't find it within myself alone to do anything about it. And that's okay. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. It will you'll find your time like you'll find your you'll find your wall <laughs> that might not be a rock climbing wall it could be any sort of metaphorical wall but you'll find your wall and um at the right time it'll come and yeah it'll help you build up belief in yourself again yeah. something that is so it, how do I even put this so in, invaluable to me it's like money cannot buy this is the fact that Edlin as a climbing partner isn't just supportive, but like even started going up to the wall. And in order to help me understand a route, she would attempt to climb this left hand dominant, which is what I have to do mm-hmm. and would do it in a way that I don't want people to think like, oh, that's appropriate or anything like that. Cause it's not, she did this out of love and out of like connection to help me see because sometimes when you're off the wall and you see someone doing something it makes sense and that's kind of a hard part about having being an adaptive climber and having RAs you can watch a bunch of people climb but if if you don't have full mobility in your right arm what they're doing doesn't always make sense to you so she started doing that and like I didn't even ask her to it was so kind it was just such a beyond thoughtful step and I wanted to like turn the mic back over to Edlin because I I just wanted to know like what inspired you to do that because I feel like I know people who – getting emotional. I'm sorry. I know people who I love and care about but like they haven't like – sorry. <laughs> they haven't like tried to see things from my shoes like and you really stepped into that and you tried to see it from my perspective. Mm-hmm. And that means so much to me. So um, I went to ask, like, when, like, I was just taken aback when you did that with just overcome with, with literal emotion. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh. Um, honestly, I can't say. Uh, I think I just, I am the type of person to put myself in other shoes. And I just kept thinking, like, man, I really don't fully understand. I won't understand because I don't have RA. And I thought, I, knew, I wanted to know what Janessa goes through, you know, and I just started doing it, you know, and they'll be telling me, oh, shoot, I can't do this and how you would move your body. And and then I, you know, again, I'm not trying to offend anyone. I would try to kind of mimic how far she can really move her right arm. I'm like, well, shit, I can't do that either. So there were, there'll be times I would really try to help her to see how she can get up. Doesn't always work. I would say most of the time it doesn't work. Because it's like I said, I, I don't have your strength and I don't know which way she would move. Sometimes it's helpful. Um, but I wanted to be on that same level with her that like, hey, I, I'm seeing you. I am trying to understand and let me know if this is this is what it is, you know. And I think that was it. Like, I want to know how she's feeling. And gosh, like I tell you all the time and people asked me how I got into climbing. I'm like, no, Janessa, it's, it's, she's so inspiring that she said, fuck you to that doctor and look at her now. She's doing so great. She's starting to open up doing 5.11s and that's fucking amazing. I, I'm sure that's just a number to some people, but it's really awesome that she's getting there. And even when we visit other climbing gyms, um, she'll, I'll tell her like, look, like you're at a wholly different gym. They probably grade it differently and you're still climbing just as badass as you normally do. And, you know, sometimes she'll sit back and be like, shit, thanks, you're right, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I wanted to know, you know? And, Amy, I can't imagine what you go through, you know, with your fingers and how those hold. But I would imagine I would try my best to, to understand and adapt to how you feel and how climbs would go. Yeah, I mean, well, like with a combination of, 
Janessa's determination and spirit and saying fuck you to the doctor and then with your support Edlin and like with a partner like that like it's yeah that would make her truly unstoppable mm-hmm. yeah and yeah anyway I'm sobbing it's I okay. like oh, tapped into no. some deep thing it but means no. so much it means so much like exactly what you were saying like people people say that they understand a lot you know and that's amazing but having someone demonstrate it to you in that way it always hits different I definitely feel like I have maybe a unique um experience because growing up I do have um family members with diabetes and one of my very close cousins is type one and she's had it since she was second grade so I think like eight years old Um, so growing up, you know, she's very athletic to this day. She still plays soccer, but she was a runner. And something I've learned is that your sugar can drop, you know, when you're always experienced running. And Amy, I believe your brother is also Mm -hmm. diabetic, Um, but that's something I had to learn with her is Mm -hmm. like being patient. And she's like, Hey, I have to stop this hike or this run or whatever we were doing, even as a child, like, okay, well, we stop now we eat snacks and then we go on. Um, so I think that's maybe we found each other in this where I had this patience and background where I would never be bothered. I'm like, hey, I don't fully understand, but I will be here for you. I know. I feel like that's what that's what us wounded people are here to teach everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Patience and all of that sort of stuff. I will put people in check too at the gym when they're like, she should just reach for him. Like she can't. Yeah. You know? And shut up. Zach has been there. Um, when I just sometimes I'm like, leave her alone. Yeah. Well, I never told someone else. But I'm like, she can't. She can't do this. They're like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, bye. Yeah. No, Evelyn is my my number one ally in the gym. Oh. Zach is as well, but mostly because it's really just Evelyn and I for the most part. Like, yeah. Number one supporter ally in the gym does not put up with people giving me any beta that is not what I need you know yeah and the funny thing too is it's like you know I didn't even know what RA was before I was diagnosed and Edlin just learned about it through us Amy and like Mm -hmm. so I know that most of these people even if I were to be like I have RA and I can't move my arm this way they'd be like okay that means nothing to me you know like they'd be like all right like just move your body this way so no Evelyn just shuts that shit down before it even gets to me and she's like no no thank you like thanks but no thanks and so and that's why we mentioned that Mm -hmm. guy in the beginning like he has been the only one Mm -hmm. to Mm. look at her climb and see something and be like hmm let me help her this way and also Mm. put himself in those shoes Mm. um so that's you run into a lot of people, definitely, um, but no one has came rude. I will say yeah, that. No yeah. one's came rude, but I would say pay attention to my friend first and then mm-hmm. then come to us. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Totally. And that's, that's another great, I think, metaphor for being chronically ill is that people, it's in people's nature to want to give us beta, to want to give us feedback. It's a form of regurgitating your own wisdom and hearing it said out loud, like things you've learned. Um, And I feel like that's a natural part of being a human. But when we are not able to function the way that person's able to function, it can feel really shitty. Like, I know Mm. most of you have heard like, oh, you have RA? Like, have you tried yoga? Have you tried turmeric? Have you tried, you know, this? And you're just like, okay, like, you think I haven't tried all that's within my capacity to try? Come on. My Mexican self. Have you tried vapor rub? You tried vapor rub? (laughs) Have you tried onions on your feet? (laughs) So like, you know, it's just the, the metaphor there is that the people who are trying to bestow this Mm. wisdom or advice onto you, a lot of the time they don't mean any harm by it and they want to help. They want to advise, but they don't understand where we're at. And that doesn't all the time make it okay. I'm not saying that, but I also want to just say in the climbing realm, Edlin hit the nail on the head. No one has ever come to me being like, well, you should me, me, me. You know, they've always been like, oh, have you tried this? And it's like, oh, I can't, you know. Mm-hmm. So it does come from a good place. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really easy. I know myself for one, like if someone misunderstands or like doesn't have the concept that you like can't do something, it's really easy to like not explain to them and just be like, yeah, sure. Okay. 
don't worry about it you know and like not tell your story not speak your truth because it's just like you don't want to constantly regurgitate it and you don't want to tell strangers your story etc but if you can you really should because the more time people are kind of stopped like that and like hey you don't know what I'm dealing with the more they're gonna sink before they speak next time yeah and you can do it in like a gentle manner that isn't like rude but yeah even though it's it can be uncomfortable I do think it's worth doing when you feel up to it I would say I think we've brushed on a lot of climbing stuff and I I think what I would say out there to all our wounded healers listeners (laughs) that if climbing or whatever your climbing is if it's climbing biking jogging pilates yoga whatever your quote climbing is if you're thinking can I try this should I try this I mean always consult your doctor but also really consult yourself because ask you know am I willing to try this and am I willing to adapt because it will be a little difficult at times but if you're willing to face those difficulties with openness and with perspective like making sure that you can change your perspective Mm. I think you should I will say here like climbing has literally changed my life and brought me so much joy and this amazing connection as you know with Adlin and that I I hope you the listener I hope you find something that brings you invaluable joy something that money cannot buy something that is so sacred between you and yourself and the people you're around during that moment to film it's beautiful yeah thank you Edlin for being here by the way I'm just gonna call her out everyone Edlin was so nervous to come on but she did so good oh my gosh yeah you're the you're the most natural out of the two of out of all of us yeah yeah I've really tried (laughs) but thank you friend of the pod and fan so thank you so much you guys Thank you. Yeah, thank you both for speaking about your experiences so openly. You have not inspired me to get back on the wall, but I. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, (laughs) I respect that. Um, But yeah, it's really like particularly your partnership. Talking about how you support each other, I think that is so admirable and reminded me about how to be a better partner and friend to people in my life so thank you totally all right well thank you for being here thanks for spending time with us yes thank you to everyone that listened and let us know if you go rock climbing we want to hear about it um we'll see you again in two weeks time and in the meantime remember to let the light in yeah yes (laughs) Bye. Bye.